is Richie Bush on holiday this week. I've done a little bit of shopping today. 39 shopping days to Christmas. I've decided on the worst type of shopping. It's jeans. There is nothing worse than jeans shopping. Uh, skinny, slim, straight, tapered, boot cut, loose. They're all jeans. Not to mention finding them the right waist size and the right length of jean. And then you think you've found one and then you try it in a different one from skinny or slim or straight or tapered and then suddenly it doesn't fit. Jean shopping is the worst type of shopping, in my opinion. Discuss. I'm 44 now. I've done a lot of shopping. I think I've lived enough of a life to come up with this as a thought. If you think there is a worse type of shopping than jeans shopping, I'm prepared to listen, but I'm yet to be convinced. I've got a hole in my favourite pair of jeans. I need a new pair of jeans. Let's go and get some new jeans. What a mistake that was. There is no worse type of shopping than jeans. Or is there? Lisa says, no, you're right. You find the correct pair. Until until then, you convince yourself you have the weirdest body shape ever. Paul says, you find the perfect size of jean, you take them off the rack, only to find the backside is bleached or some nonsense. Just give me plain jeans. Adrian says, duvets, that's worse. What's a tog? It's a good point, you can't, t- you can't really try a duvet on until you're home. Ian on Twitter, agreeing, says, I did it Saturday, I feel your pain. Had to get stretchy ones, I'm old and fat. Ian, I feel your pain. Andy says... You find the perfect fit jeans, then you realise the pockets are too small. That's a good shout. Got to have a big pocket. Is there a worse type of shopping than jeans? Uh, Heather, convince me. What is it? Bra shopping. Right. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna have to um, you're gonna have to explain to me. This is not a type of shopping I've done. No, I can imagine. They're a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Even if you know what size you are, everywhere you go is different. Even if they're the same size. <laughs> um, but but with jeans, you see, you've got your tapered, you've got your boot cut, you've got your you've got your skinny, you've got your super skinny, uh, all that kind of. Surely a bra is a bra is a bra, or am I being very ignorant? Well, your generally your legs are the same length, aren't they? Yes. This isn't the same with boobs. Right. Okay. This. See, I'm getting educated here, Heather. <laughs> they. Quite often, 90% of women have different size boobs. Each one is different. Heather, every day is a school day. I'm learning here. So I'm going to have to trust you on this. You're telling me bras are worse than jeans. Yes. Plenty of people coming up with plenty of suggestions. This text says, I'm 46, I'm finding rucksack shopping an absolute nightmare. How many litres do I want? I haven't got a clue. Terry says, suit shopping. It's worse than jeans. My daughter's getting married on Friday. Had to find a suit jacket. 52R. Trouble is, the trousers that come as standard, 48-inch waist. I'm a 38. Anything worse than jeans shopping? Tell me. What beats it? Ryan. I've got the worst half shopping than jeans, yeah. What is it? House shopping with your girlfriend. House shopping with your girlfriend. So is is this actual house shopping? You're shopping for a house or, Uh, or the contents of? Yeah, the content of that, we thought the house was a bit hard for, but it turns out actually shopping 
put interior stuff at the hardest part. I've sort of had enough already. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she ain't listening to this, Ryan. Uh, what stuff is being difficult to buy? We went off in Photoshop and I thought that would be a straightforward process, but uh, it turns out it's not. <laughs> we brought up something and I got back from work the next day and she was checking films. She said the forks were too short. So, <laughs> yeah. so we had to take them back, which I, I didn't think that was the thing, but turns out it was. We went Hoover shopping there, which I thought, again, would be fairly quick, but we didn't have about two and a half hours. Yeah. And then the toilet, you know, a brush you use to clean the toilet. I thought, yeah. again, that's a straightforward thing, but no, it's got a it's got a blending with the bathroom and the toilet. How long in your life did you spend deciding on a toilet brush? I'd say this is about an hour and a half. <laughs> Ryan, come on! An hour and a half on a toilet brush. Exactly, I mean, I, I'm probably under the thumb because I probably should have stood my ground, but a happy partner is a happy life, as they say, so. It is indeed. Uh, I dread to think how long it's going to take you to pick a sofa. Good luck. I need all the luck I can get, yeah, thank you. Took a trip into work this morning. Uh, noticed that uh, new signs had gone up at uh, one of the... Uh, uh, stations uh, at a town nearby mine, Welling Garden City, it's in Hertfordshire. It's a new town, one of the new towns that got built late 40s, early 50s. Uh, new, new, new signs that have gone up with the town's slogan underneath A marriage of town and country. Oh, that's a cracker, that is. A marriage of town and country. I mean, Welling Garden City. All right, it's a, it's a local town to me. I'm not going to have a go at the place, but Shredded Wheat Factory, even that's closed. That's about it. A marriage of town and country is generous at best. Is there a town near you that has a slogan that we all need to know about and maybe have a little laugh about? We're all proud of where we live, aren't we? But towns don't need slogans. Welling Garden City, a marriage of town and country. There's the starter. Can you do any better? St Helens, world class in glass, says Mark. I thought St Helens was rugby league, but it's glass as well by the sounds of things. Uh, Justin says, used to be in Leicester. Leicester is not just cheese. We are after your town and city slogans, please, uh, that can better my local one. Welling Garden City, a marriage of town and country, which is generous. Danny in Wakefield, town motto, Inutile Utile Exarte, which translates as useless things made useful by art. It's quite thought-provoking. Uh, Kenny, where are you? I'm in Chelmsford. So what have they got? They've got the home of radio. Oh, now, that is a, that is a bold claim. What are they going on with that? Uh, BBC Essex, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think Marconi... Knowing my history, Marconi did his first transmission uh, from Paul Harbour. So that's not Chelmsford. So I'll be interested to know what they're going on here. And anyway, I'd say the home of radio is one golden square in the centre of Soho, where Absolute Radio comes from. Exactly. It's better than the museum they've got. They've got a bulb museum here as well. A bolder museum? Bulb. Oh, bulb. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I'd go to the bolder one. Kenny, I'm not one to encourage any kind of civil disobedience, but if you want to go and uh, remove the home of radio thing, I, I'm not going to stand in your way. No, I might just put absolute is the home of radio. That's it, Kenny. We'll work on a, a, a better slogan than that in time. It's where real music matters, actually. Oh, definitely. Kenny, stand down. 
many texts. Uh, Matt says, Chelmsford, first wireless factory in the world sited in Chelmsford. My aunt and uncle used to run a house in Chelmsford uh, where students from around the world would stay while working at Marconi. So they can have the home of radio thing if they want. That's fine. Uh, Mike, where are you calling from? Uh, the lovely Skegness on the East Coast. Right, what have we got there? What's their slogan? So it's called Skegness, It's So Bracing, which... It makes it sound like it's windy all the time. Uh, is it? Uh, yeah, it is pretty miserable over there. Uh, even in the summer months, it's not. Uh, it's not the best. It's the Blackpool of the East Coast, isn't it? Do you live in Skegness now? <laughs> I used to uh, a few years ago. Yeah, born and bred in Skegness, but I now live in uh, in Rugby in the uh, kind of East Midlands. Skegness was too bracing for you. It was indeed. It certainly <laughs> was. <laughs> Cheers, Mike. That's great. Thank you. This is a show that has a radio station for every decade. It's time now to jump through time. Bush and Ritchie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning some cash as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to win £500? Can Ashley do that? How are you, Ashley? I'm all right, yes. Thanks for yourself. Yeah, good. Tell us about yourself, Ashley. What do you do? Um, I work for the water boards. Um, I'm up in Scotland. Um, I'm not going to stereotype, but I'm going to fall straight down the stereotype. Is most of your problems with water freezing up there? Uh, I love it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ashley, look, um, let's see if you're going to be lucky today. Uh, I'll take you through the rules. Seven questions, one from each of our sister stations. Absolute radio, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s and the present day. Uh, You've got 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. You can't pass on a question, however, and when the time is up, the game ends. Does that all make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Ashley, having listened to previous rounds of this, how have you done? I'll be honest with you, it's completely hit and miss at times. <laughs> OK, well, you're setting the bar high as we get into it. Where are you going to start? What's the, what decade are you going to start with, Ashley? I'll start with the 90s. going to start with the 90s. All right, Ashley, good luck. It's £500 at stake. Let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 90s Opal Fruits changed their name to what in 1998? Correct. Naughties, who was the highest run scorer in the 2005 Ashes Test Series? Um, did uh, Freddie Flintoff? No. Um, I don't know, I don't know cricket. Um... You do, you can think about it. It's just the pressure. Keep thinking. Freddie Fintoff's the right era, but it's not him. Um, I've really done a cricket. Who would it be? Another big personality. Yeah, I know. When you say his name, I'll know who it is. Um, I can't think. He had bleached hair at the time, certainly a streak of it. Yeah, I I, I know you can picture him. I cannot think who he is. I'm just, yeah. Oh, Ashley, it's more miss than hit today, isn't it? Yeah, very much. Oh, no, you are lost in time. Courtesy of Home Time with Bush and Ritchie. Kevin Peterson. Yeah. Ah, gutted for you, fella. Uh, That's the one that you were thinking, wasn't it? 
It was, yeah. I, oh. had him in my head. I could picture him, I just couldn't remember his name. Uh, well, Ashley, you are stuck in the noughties, so you'll be able to uh, watch Kevin Peterson score many, many runs and uh, feel bad about it. You are stuck in time. But thanks for playing, Ashley. No winner today, uh, which means we play again tomorrow. And if you can't wait until then, you can play through the decades on your Amazon smart speaker right now by saying open through the decades game. home time minus Bush on holiday this week it's Richie he may be off but the tombola is still here vintage wooden tombola inside it 100 balls uh, they are labelled 1 to 100 it's a fiendish system uh, each of those balls relates to a random topic uh, that normally Bush nor I know anything about uh, before we then talk about it for the final hour of the show uh, so let's give it a spin, which is easier said than done uh, when you're also pushing buttons. Which is why that sounded like such a lame spin. Here we go. Ball number 30, uh, which is, as he looks back round, animal arguments. <laughs> animal arguments. OK. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that does exactly as it says on the tin. If you have had an argument with an animal... I mean, you're not sort of like stood there and disagreeing with an animal about what colour to paint a nursery or something, but, I don't know, a run-in with a goose on a farm, etc. You've got the stories, all right? That's, that's what the tombola's all about. A subject that none of us know about. We get seconds' notice, and then we all go with it for the rest of the show. So, animal arguments. You've got the stories. Get in touch. Stephen's got in touch. Had to intervene between a swan and his toddler. His toddler daughter, when it was attacking... You're a braver man than I would be, Stephen. Animal altercations, Gillian. What was the argument? I, I was walking my pet dog. I think it was about six years old. And this local dog came over, and I knew it was blind, so I didn't take much notice of it. It was a so, blind dog? Yeah. Right. Um, so it must have thought my leg was my dog's leg. So it bit me. So I run to my dad to tell him about it. And he promptly ran off to see if the dog was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes as dads, we do things that when we look back at it, we're like, why did, why did I do that? <laughs> Were you OK? Uh, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't get a tetanus, but I'm still alive. So it mustn't have done me any harm, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Julian. That's great. Thank you. 